0: thanks for downloading this podcast
1: it's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast reproduced or used in any form without permission
2: tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Lemon or visiting radiolamon.com
1: the European Lemon series on radiolamon.com.
0: A very warm welcome to Austria and the Red Bull Ring for round three of the European Le Mans Series. A fabulous day and a fabulous venue to watch four hours of the third round of the championship. It's qualifying first, though, and myself, Johnny Palmer, and Bruce Jones to take you through it. The qualifying split into two format or two uh, sessions, essentially 20 minutes each, where the GT cars go out first, followed by the prototype machines. Splendid weather, Bruce Jones, and what a place this is.
1: Splendid weather, splendid, splendid circuit. And as you can see, the gra- the sky is blue. Big thunderstorm last night. We get this in the mountains in the Syrian Alps. The rain can come in almost unannounced, and the humidity certainly built up yesterday afternoon. And the whole circuit has been uh, cleaned this morning. We've just had a race, the first race of the day. Very keen. The TCR racers went out with the touring cars and the circuit is looking immaculate but the key to me here at the the red bull ring is the topography we have a lot of vertical your first visit here johnny and i know as we toured around not only the current circuit but the old circuit it's a very very special place
0: up and down, yes, but you also have to think about breaking and uh, turning right and left at various points where the topography is not necessarily in your favour, particularly the last corner. You and I stood uh, for a little while uh, heading on to the start-finish line there. just. Uh I mean, it, it, it drops away at the very last minute and there's, there's some compression there as well but speaking to one or two drivers they say you have to have every faith that the car will grip even though every inch of your body is telling you that it won't
1: and those last two corners the rent curve and uh, the Red Bull mobile curve look very patriotic beyond the racing line beyond the curbs you've got red and white Austrian flag livery but yes. this is uh, AstroTurf and it, uh, Adam Carroll was saying how you get one wheel on and it sucks the whole car onto it so you're sort of either fully off the circuit or fully on and a lot of drivers have already Already received a little ticking off for exceeding track limits, and I expect we'll have plenty more of that. Hopefully not in qualifying, but I'm sure come the race, as tyres get a little tired, drivers get a little tired, Mm. we'll have them going off. But uh, the sky is blue, and uh, the first car's heading out. Massive motorsport, Aston Martin from Denmark, looks to be the first one to go um, down towards pit exit. But uh, condition's absolutely perfect, and the grandstand's already filling this morning.
0: Yeah, plenty of the grandstands uh, are full of people, and they're in really good places as well. The, The view of the... It's quite a narrow grandstand, that overlooks turn one. You can see in the distance there, Grandstand just off to driver's left. And uh, obviously drivers are in the cars that may well qualify these machines, although uh, there is no stipulation that you can't put um, more than one driver in during the session, and it is the quickest time that each car sets That will dictate your position on the grid, unlike what the World Endurance Championship but use, which is like an aggregate uh, lap time where you add the uh, two together and then divide by two. It's the basic uh, system of qualifying. Fastest car gets the best
1: position. Well, that's easier for us to understand. Just seen Andy Prio heading up towards pit exit and the Mark VDS BMW had its problems yesterday. And certainly when we went down to their garage, Johnny, they were scratching their heads. Was it the wiring loom? They changed that. Didn't want to have to change the engine, but the engine was running lean, it was running rich, and we think it might be the fly-by-wire problem, uh, throttle problem, and hopefully, fingers crossed, because, as Andy said, don't want to change the engine. That's a two-minute penalty we have to take in the race, Um, so let's see, but it's out there ready to go.
0: You could be forgiven for thinking that the GT-Class is a Ferrari benefit there, but look further back in the train. You see the massive motorsport Aston with its massive V12 engine. There was the BMW from VDS, and, in fact, there is one of the mechanics from Mark VDS now. So the 52 car is in the train. and At the back, there was the number 88 Porsche as well. So there is a good spread of um, chassis within the GT, uh, GTE and GTC classes.
1: Now, one of the interesting stories is... Uh boss of Mark VDS, Baz Linders wasn't here on Friday because he was at Spa with a two-seater version of uh, the BMW Z4 GT3 racer, taking around and doing a bit of driver coaching for Pascal Wittner, who will be out in a few weeks' time in, effectively, the oldies' car. He's uh, teaming up with fellow Belgians, uh, Eric van der Poel, Jean-Michel Mata, father of Maxime, and Mark Duez. They will be going out racing, so Mark line is very, very busy this weekend for Mark VDS, so when he got to the circuit, the last thing he wanted was the problems they had yesterday, but uh, running out onto the circuit, sixth in the line of cars, is the big M-powered uh, Z4 with Andy Prio at the wheel. We have about nine cars out onto the circuit already, and the climb out of the pit lane, so steep as they go up to the first corner, and then a gentle climb, but it goes on and on, and then steepens at the end is the run-up to turn two, such a tight corner at the crest as well, the crest, the highest point of the track, pretty much, very sharp right-hander, Johnny.
0: The other thing I love about this place is the sort of natural amphitheatre nature of it and the sound just echoes around here between the mountains and it really just adds to the atmosphere. Weather also could be uh, a dictating element of the race. Will there be a smattering of rain a bit later on, maybe even more of the thunderstorm that we had last night?
1: Well, there had been prediction there wasn't going to be a thunderstorm yesterday. We got it early. It was supposed to be today. And I think the the atmosphere... This morning, it didn't feel as though a a, a thundercloud is coming, but uh, often here at the Red Bull Ring, they can come from behind the mountain, but the humidity yesterday definitely uh, climbed as we went into the evening. Bruce
0: Jones there officially putting the commentator's curse on the the weather predictions.
1: Our commentary box is inside. We'll be (laughs) fine.
0: And air-conditioned, indeed. First car out, then, is the AT Racing 56 Ferrari. We're looking at the number 66, though, yellow and black machine of JWM Motorsport, the British squad, George Richardson, Robert Smith, Rob Smith and uh, Sam Tordoff fresh from a British Touring Car Championship victory at Croft only a couple of weekends ago And he switches to a GT rear-engine car used to the BMW 120 though in the Touring Car Series 60 cars straight back in again So that's a little uh, Probably just to switch tires around I would imagine get some heat into the into the front
1: Yeah, 20 minutes is plenty of time to play. So that's the formula racing Ferrari that's uh, peeled into bits Continuing on its way, but in fact, off its way, off the circuit, Andy Prio, doing what I said, you get half a wheel off, and uh, that, was, uh, that was at turn one. A lot of drivers, they come up, and once you got to the crest at turn one, it really flattens, yeah. and then, I don't think it's negative camber, but you, you sort of run out of place to go, apart, <laughs> straight off the circuit, so Andy Prio in fact, he didn't even really get turned into the corner at all. Early early surprise for the marshals, getting up mm. from their seats then. <laughs> Uh, Maybe
0: when he realised he'd lost it, he made yeah. no effort to, to really turn in, because that could have spun the car out. Exactly. Uh, you get that lap deleted, presumably, but uh, plenty of time left with 17 and a half minutes to go. There's the lone Aston in the field, the GT3 version, Casper Elgaard, Christian Paulson,
1: And the driver at the wheel, Mickel Mack. Right, yes. It looks great, actually, in the red and white. It makes a change. When you get so used to seeing um, cars in a certain colour, of course, you think of the Aston Martin, you tend to think of that golf livery, but it's really good to see it in the... Danish national colours. I think it looks fantastic actually. It looks a different shape. <laughs> so Mickelmax on board the, uh, the
0: 60 Ferrari and then the 68 Aston is Caspar uh, Elgard working his way through out of. Uh, That's is onto the Wurth Bridge, isn't it? And down towards Rint Corner.
1: Now, a dri- driver who's new on board this weekend is Sebastian Ash, who's joined the Proton Porsche lineup. Um, but and as we say that onto our screens comes the Proton Porsche but Ooh. ironically the only Austrian driver in the field Richard Leitz is the one who's just driven over his national flag if you will over the curbs at uh, the Rint curve very very tricky corner approached over that sort of ridge uh, comes over a crest you drop down into it the trees very close on either side of the circuit then it opens out through those corners but watching up there in in practice yesterday if you hit the curb on the inside you do get pushed towards the outside
0: which is exactly what Leitz did actually unsettled the car and it snapped left on him so actually controlled it pretty well and again no dramatic steering required to get it back to the track because you can just ease it back on and then go for another quick lap
1: and again, talking about when we were up there at the side of the circuit, one car that went off, <laughs> it's absolutely amazing, the telepathy. I was about to mention the 62 Ferrari comes onto our screens, the, one of the many AF Corsa cars. That was constantly clipping the, herd on the curb on the inside, bottoming, and then going out. And the Ferrari seemed to be driven through those final two corners with much more aggression. The Porsche drivers have to be really smooth, and we saw that with Adam Carroll and yes. others in the Gulf, liveried one, and Richard Leeds. An ensemble in the uh, Proton Porsche. And new livery, we're not used to the car in that livery, it's now... It was black and silver before, but it, with a checkered flag emblem over it's now much, much cleaner with a big, broad silver stripe up the side. And uh, that was looking very good, too.
0: Looking at the fastest car so far with Rafael maria at the wheel, the 51AF Corsa entered Ferrari has done a 131.077 to put it fastest after five minutes of this 20 minute session. It's uh, 0.124 seconds quicker than Sam Tordoff in another Ferrari and then Richard Leitz, despite the moment still posted a good time a 131.5 puts the number 88 Porsche third fastest so far and that is for GTE GTC fastest car so far is Francisco Guedes, Uh the number 64 car, a one thirty-three point three three three. so likes his three says Francesco And then uh, number 62 is Castellacci in a Ferrari as well. 64 and 62, the only cars that have posted quick times so far in GTC.
1: Well, just by way of guidance, the best time we've had in either of the two pre-practice sessions yesterday in GTE was 1 minute 30.333 by the 51 Ferrari, Raffaele Jamaria. So he was top of the timesheets then. He's now second in the timesheets, but we will see the faster times. But, uh, of course, very little rubber on the track because when the storm came last night, it absolutely peppered the circuit. Very, very dramatic, as it often is up in the mountains. Big lightning show at about half past nine last night. Conditions looking fine now, but as you can see, not a lot of rubber down on the circuit. And Certainly just 15 cars in the TCR field haven't yes. had that much of a chance. But for the drivers right now, getting their sighters in Alessandro Pierghini riding on board with him fabulous it's just looking at the sequence of corners here this precious little time you're on a straight and even if you look at a circuit map you don't get a clue of how much climb there is the stretch behind the paddock you go back into the forest if you will and then over a crest and then suddenly you're down into rink curve and it's such a tricky corner and as we say that that car actually pulling in towards the pits
0: a little worried about the pace of the Aston Martin now because Casper Elgard was looking very slow coming out of turn two and trundling his way down that straight. It has broken the beam at the end of sector two now, but uh, 11 seconds off the pace. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Aston back in pit lane before, uh, well, at the end of this lap. The 55 Ferrari, by the way, which is another of the... GTE cars, Matt Griffin at the wheel decides to pit.
1: He was fastest in class yesterday and looked very, very strong towards the end of the session, but yes, certainly the uh, apologies, I said Mikkel Mack was in the, uh, had the right nationality, but he wasn't in the, in the Danish Aston Martin, but cruising in slowly. So in GTC, 62 is the fastest at the moment, say so Castellacci, Marco Cioci and then Geddes, just the three of them, We've got quite a few waiting down, without setting a time as yet, only... And only five cars running in GTC this time around. So, Massive massive motorsport in a modicum of trouble. And uh, the TDS Racing, Front Pereira-driven BMW, also yet to set a flying lap.
0: So, the 56 car, yeah, Pierre Guidi, who really impressed at Imola uh, many weeks ago now. We were saying uh, on our way to the commentary booth how long it's actually been since the Imola round. And, uh, yes, it's only a five-round championship, but many of these drivers will be involved elsewhere within the motorsport structure so they have to kind of get their mindset back into elms mode and also the technology because they may have been racing a different car from the one they've, they've got this weekend
1: yes and even if they're racing exactly the same sort of car in another championship it's they do need the reminder of exactly how the qualifying works and the whole format of the race weekend of course once you get into the race four hours again many, many tactics to be decided, but right now it's very simple, it's 20 minutes, we've nearly had 10 of them already, 11 minutes 40 seconds remaining in this qualifying session and it's still Giam- Giammeria in the 51 Ferrari, top of the time sheets in GTE, down in 5th place 6th place overall, is top of GCC, which is Marco Chiocci, so, the- so at the moment it's Ferraris on the top in GTE and at GTC, out on the circuit is the Golf UK, Ra- Racing UK, Porsche, does look fantastic. Even standing still, we were looking at that in the pit garage yesterday. That, I'm not always the biggest fan of the Golf livery, but it really, really works. And there's a lot of black on the side. Oh, there is the tail of the Porsche, which accentuates the whole uh, s- the lines of that car. It looks fabulous.
0: Yeah, that team had previously run, uh, was it last year, with a, a Porsche and an Aston Martin, and they redid the colour scheme halfway through last year, and it looks much better for it, in my opinion. Adam Carroll, Mike Wainwright, and... Um, it's Dan Brown this weekend. It was Phil Keane last time around. But uh, Carroll and Wainwright are actually second in the championship with 29 points behind Pierre can it's uh, senior and junior in the number 56 Ferrari. Now, has the 56 car posted a time? Yes, Alessandro Pierre has done a 148.122, which actually puts it behind the GTC runners. So a suggestion may be that all is not well with the 56 car. There's still time to improve upon that. We're not yet at half distance. But uh, as Michael Mack goes quickest with a 129.847. So the 60 car hammering along. jean Maria has been improving his lap times over the last couple of moments. The 51 car, though, shunted down to second position. And Sam Tordoff back out in the number 66, JMW uh, Ferrari, the yellow one. That's third fastest, having done a 130.4
1: matt griffin out on the attack in the 56 ferrari you have to keep saying one of the af course of ferraris we'll describe their colors in a minute but uh, that's the one with the silver roof if you will now how's the bmw going of course that that was struggling yesterday had precious little time out on the circuit a lot of head scratching at the moment that is down in sixth place overall sort of towards the tail of we have eight cars running in gte and it's in sixth position in card but does seem to be going quite well out on the circuit, Matt Griffin going very well. He's set some personal best times and then the fastest time of all of anybody in the second sector of the circuit. He's lurking down in eighth position at the moment, but expect him to go certainly in the top one or two positions. Will he take the 60 Ferrari Mickle Mac, red and white, much like the massive uh, motorsport uh, Aston Martin? And the 60 Ferrari is still at the top of the time sheets, coming up to complete another lap. Will he stay there? It's that time, 1 minute 29.847, and Griffin goes 2nd, 1 minute 30.122. So we said it was going to be 1st or 2nd, the target moved moments before mm. Griffin got there, so Mickle Mack doing a fantastic job. Yeah, start, finish straight, and then that big climb. You think it looks steep on television. You try walking up it up to Turn 1, that'll get your calves burning.
0: Great sector one time for Mickle, but uh, it really didn't happen in this middle and uh, last sector, so it's a slower time by 2 seconds, actually the 60 car still stays quickest with the earlier time of 129.8 but matt griffin great effort from him three tenths off as alessandro pierre now goes into second position so he's been peddling the 56 car very well indeed all concerns that that might not be on the pace straight out the window as pierre does a 130.064 so that's now second fastest griffin down to third raffaele jambaria who topped the times in the, for the first five minutes of the session with some work to do And the 51 car in the pits about to be released again. That's the 63 car, Marco Sciocci, the Italian driver at the wheel. And it is quickest, the 131.565 in the GTC cars. GTC cars, by the way, indicated by the white number board with the black numerals. And then GTE number boards are yellow, as you may well be used to them from Le Mans.
1: Well, all 13 cars in the GTE and GTC combined qualifying session have set time. Slowest at the moment, one minute, 33.329. Simon Moller, the guy who owns the, owns the car, owns the team, he's the money man. He's at the bottom of the tables, but we have that clear split. We have the eight GTE cars ahead of the five GTCs. But the time's still coming in. It looks a very good lap indeed from Alessandro Pierghivi uh, in the AT Racing Ferrari, he's second at the moment, he's just set his personal best in the opening sector the best middle sector of all and now he's got a bit of traffic potentially luckily it stayed off the racing line someone possibly peeling into the pits but very wide through rim curve over the astroturf, turf readjustment into this cupping little inside of the corner and pooh, a big wobble but he's kept his foot absolutely planted so 18 racing the target one minute 29.847 will they go top no they won't one minute 30.40 certainly the last part of the lap did not lack lack bravery, but running wide at the Rint curve was what cost him. Oh, and earlier in the lap, he he went farming, kicking up a huge amount of dirt.
0: Oh, that was Marco Cioci. Oh, that was Ciochi, yes. Yes, in the 63 car coming out of uh, the second left-hander and, and then followed. Yes, I thought I saw Dustin in the distance away from Pierre Gidi, and that might have been a little bit of a distraction. I think it
1: was a distraction, and then he had a, someone presumably else. Presumably
0: that was chochi then pitting in front of him, delaying yes. him into uh, Rint corner as well, or again, at the very least, being uh, uh, something that he had to kind of concentrate on into the penultimate corner yeah
1: and then his line for the final corner was also compromised we of having a wobble but as the drivers say you've got to believe your car's got the grip you go through that final corner into the compression and everything's telling you to come off the power you got to keep your foot planted you saw Piergidi co- correcting it over the AstroTurf over the kerbs back onto the circuit and half a second down on where where he needed to be still busy in the pit 63 in there, that's uh, one of the three AF Corsa Ferraris in the GTC class. Giorgio Roda, Ilya Melnikov and Marco Chiochi, who'd been out on the circuit. Top in GTC is still that car. But what's their margin over Franck Pereira's BMW, which is going faster and faster? Very little indeed. Three-tenths of a second. Still five and a bit minutes remaining.
0: The other thing I noticed coming out of the final corner and then into turn one as well is there's a... a Uh, Rather small, but nevertheless lumpy sausage curve on the inside there, and you cut that corner at your peril, I tell you, because that would whip the car up into the air. So something to be wary of. There are corners you can cut round here, and there are some that you definitely can't.
1: And a person who's cutting them to the best effect is driver on the screens at the moment it's matt griffin now fastest of all one minute 29.809 so he's only on top by 0.038 of a second but they're very important fractions of a second so fastest of all for af course of the 55 ferrari top of the time charts and the 60 ferrari will now have to respond looking at that down in the pits fresh set of rubber going on that but the clock is ticking down five minutes in this 20 minute session remaining
0: so, new tyres, therefore, one of the many af Corsair cars here. And that's, in fact, the 60-car, beg your pardon, that is uh, former pole-sitting provisionally, but uh, been shunted down to a second position now. So, Mac going to go for another quick one on fresh tyres, as is Alessandro Pierre There's the car, though, that holds pole position provisionally. 129.809
1: for Matt Griffin. And not such a quick lap this time around. No, it's not. But very, very tidy. I think maybe he thinks he's had his best shot Let's see if that was a cooler lap It was a one minute Oh, he was ten seconds down That was appreciably cooler So he's cooling it down And maybe this lap he's going to be attacking So
0: well, that would make sense so long as there is still life left in the tyre And clearly Mack who has rejoined just ahead of him The 60 car uh, Figured that at the best of his rubber had already gone So why not strap on some new tyres There are tyre limits, though, this weekend And you'd certainly need to be wary of where and when you're using your Dunlop tyres snaking their way its way through then uh, turns five and six and down towards Rinked Corner goes the 51 car Rafael Jean Maria. we know that car's got pace in fact it's done car best times for personal best times through sectors one and two so ver- set
1: to improve certainly very very tidy through the final corners will he go third He goes top, 1 minute 29.714, so he's on top now by just under, well, 0.095 of a second, (laughs) and then off the circuit to (laughs) celebrate at turn one. The job is done, though. He's put the 51 Ferrari to the top of the charts. 55 is second, and 60 is third. How are the other makes faring, though? We have to look down to... Sixth place in class for the better of the Porsches, then the BMW, which had just gone ahead. BMW now goes up to sixth place overall, leaving the Porsches of Richard Leitz and Adam Carroll seventh and eighth, therefore bottom in GTE.
0: Three minutes to go. Matt Griffin on a flyer again. He's gone uh, quickest than anybody through sector two, and he goes quicker than anybody for the yeah! whole lap. So Matt Griffin gets pole position back again, having had it snatched away from him by Rafael Jean-Maria. Jean-Maria's And then, of wide. course,
1: he celebrates. He's gone off at turn. <laughs> it's a natural thing to it do. It is a natural thing. I think your concentration goes. But that was good. He was ten seconds down on the pace on the previous lap. Maybe traffic, maybe just gathering his thoughts. Yeah, got the clear track, attacked, and attacked turn one when he'd finished to celebrate. But anyhow, now back on the circuit and following the... A bmw up the hill towards turn two but keeping out of the way of the at racing ferrari as that goes up tries to get enough breaking down to turn through that very tight right at not quite the top of the hill it's the top of that particular climb then you still go on for a little bit and then you start dropping But it's not a straight across the top of the hill it's a snaking section of track down to what used to be known as the bosch curve and a much curtailed corner now it was a fearsome beast in the old days and now we have to hold our hands up johnny and admit that we went onto the old circuit when we arrived on (laughs) on uh, uh, a few days ago wasn't that fun just extraordinary piece of track i mean i love the circuit as it is now but to look at the former track and to be able to drive your fire car around it was it was a special moment for me
0: i have to say it was about the third of what i thought was another wrong turn that you had taken but i was so so glad that we nearly ended up in the campsite because the approach road to that is the old Oysterreich ring which still exists here Brilliant stuff. 90 seconds to go. Who's on a flyer now? Well, Sam Tordoff has improved and uh, is in fifth position. I'm not sure that his position improved, but he's certainly got a quicker time there. 130.2. It's Griffin, though, with pole position at the moment for GTE. And GTC, the time's headed by Marco chochi Over the, the line goes the 56 Ferrari of Alessandro Piergidi. No improvement there, though, for the Italian.
1: Well, one car that won't be improving is the Gulf Racing UK Porsche, because Adam Carroll is sitting in the pits in that. We have just one minute remaining, no time to come back out and improve. Maybe they've decided it's not th- worth throwing any more rubber at the occasion. They'll do their business in the race. So Porsche number 86, the Gulf Racing UK car will be bottom in GTE, but it's still ahead of the fastest of the GTC races by about two-tenths of a second. Will it stay there? Let's see. Can uh, Frankas? Francesco Castellacci go ahead of him. though, no, stays down in ninth place overall. Well, he goes Cat- ahead of Chiochi, but not ahead of Carroll.
0: Castellacci has snatched pole position provisionally, though, from Marco Chiochi. Although Chiochi trying to immediately reply. It's a one thirty one point one oh one that he's trying to better, and Chiochi has gone quicker than he's managed all session through sector one. Not exactly a sparkling time through sector two, though. As Sam Tordoff goes over the line, remains fifth in the number sixty six jmw motorsport ferrari matt griffin says that's enough so no one's going to go quicker than me he says fingers crossed it doesn't look like that's going to be the case with six seconds to go there are no blue times and no purple times crucially for af courser and for matt griffin
1: no the flag checkered flag is now being waved. so Plenty of cars out on the circuit, but as Johnny pointed out, there is nobody looking as so though they're going any faster this lap. We've seen a lot of people very close within a tenth of a second to their best times. They seem to have hit those times, and I don't think the track is offering them anything now. And in fact, the only blue times we're seeing are in GTC, be the t- between Castellocci and Chiocchi, both looking to improve at this time around. Castellacci, though, has the bragging rights, ninth place overall, but top in GTC. That's the number 62, AF Corsa. Uh, Ferrari, the easiest one for us to spot, it's silver with a red stripe up the middle, and he shares that with uh, Thomas Floor and at Stuart Hall.
0: Cars still to take the check in flag include Rafael Jamaria in the 51A, of course, a Ferrari just done a personal best sector two time. So, can he improve on a 129.7? Needs to find two tenths to take pole position away. But all over the curbs there, oh, coming out of turn seven. Bit of a squeal through turn eight
1: as well. I thought he was going to spin there. He got Ooh. so far, he, he got a slight twitch, but he kept his foot in as you had to. Will he go top? No, he won't. One minute 30.027. Good lap, but not good enough to depose Matt Griffin, Duncan Cameron, and uh, Aaron Scott. They will take pole in class. And uh, down in the garage, he's just waiting for the past last few cars to take the checkered flag. I think we are now complete. So pole goes to. In the GTE class, the 55 Ferrari, and in the GTC class, it's another Ferrari, number 62. So, Thomas Floor, Francesco, Castellacci, and Stuart Hall, who's kept his powder dry, stayed in the garage. Very quick, 20 minutes fly by, don't they? So, they that do, was indeed. very good. But what we saw was a lot of drivers really having to hang it out over the edge of the circuit, most notably through the final two corners. We saw others cutting, cutting uh, the circuit as they come out of. Effectively, the section that runs around the giant bull that 's jumping through the ring this yes. is the red bull ring and uh, it 's the exit of the corner known as verth it 's the left hander behind the uh, the pit and paddock area, and then they try and shortcut the right hander that follows. We saw a lot of earth being kicked up there.
0: So, so tight, though, between the two AF Corsa cars, 0.22 of a second. That's all between 55 and 51. Another Ferrari in third position, followed by another Ferrari and another Ferrari. Five of the GTE cars, then, are the Italian machines. If you're driving a Porsche, a BMW, uh, 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 well, either of those two cars, I'm afraid, it's outside the top five for you. And difficult to see anyone really uh, getting a, a victory outside the Maranello, Mark for this weekend. So, so dominant they've been in qualifying. But, of course, we have a four-hour race to look forward to later on today. And qualifying only, o- only allows a very small window into what might uh, pan out a little bit later on. Congratulations, though, to Matt Griffin and the 55 car for taking
2: pole. Well, I'm down here with Matt Griffin right now. Congratulations, pole position. That's got the job done, hasn't it? Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, we, um, we were right. Wait quick right from the first lap yesterday and uh, as a team uh, myself Duncan and Aaron with the engineers have worked really really well yesterday and you know just rather than looking at what everyone else is doing we just looked at ourselves and bit by bit we made the car quicker and we were quickest in the second practice and then we managed to follow it through today so uh, yeah really really happy as an extra point which is important for the championship and uh, it's just a bit safer starting from pole position it's a four-hour race so uh, there's still a lot of work to be done but the first hurdle uh, we're over anyway Absolutely. And of course, this historically has been a very good circuit for you, both the last two years, albeit with different teams, you've won. So are we hoping we can get the job done here too? Yeah, fingers crossed. I mean, yesterday, um, Duncan was very, very fast and uh, really was one of the quickest of the amateurs. Aaron did a fantastic job yesterday, Um, really, really, really good and fast, and and I was fast too. So we're really, really confident for the race um, in saying that you know the LMGT class is super super competitive you just have to look at the qualifying times to see you know two tenths and you're probably in fifth so the race is going to be really really tough um the Ferrari is working fantastically well around here and as always they of course have given us so far fantastic cars so we're confident for the race but uh it's definitely going to be a really really tough job well best of luck thank you thanks it's
0: Matt Griffin speaking to our very own Charlie George who'll be with us all weekend uh perambulating the pit lane so I think she got about 8 miles on the, on the clock at uh, uh, Imola, you know, that's good going, considering we just sit here for 4 hours
1: Nervous tension
0: <laughs> There's the ball that you were talking about, and you can see that from literally kilometres away, as has proven from our mountain pass that brings us uh, to the circuit every day from the hotel about a, uh, an hour away Matt Griffin still very concentrated there talking to teammate Aaron Scott Duncan Cameron just off to the left I think as well But uh, handshakes all round, clearly getting the business done. And they, of course, are choosing to keep Matt Griffin in the car for the full hour. There's Marco Cioci, who didn't manage to wrestle pole away in the GTC class, by the way. That goes to the number 62 car. So it's still with A, of course. So Thomas Fleur, Francesco Castellacci and Stuart Hall being the drivers. Stuart is the uh, gold-graded driver. And hopefully in the next couple of minutes... We'll be able to uh, get a word with the pole sitter for, or one of the drivers from the pole sitting 62 car, as the crowd just uh, maybe get a bit of food and drink inside of them and await a 20 minute session for the LMP2 cars. So that will be again very similar format for LMP2 and LMP3, I should say, uh, that uh, will be unleashed onto the uh, the. Red Bull Ring tarmac very very shortly.
1: Well indeed, in just over four minutes. I, I do like this format. You get one one batch out mm. of the way, and as soon as you've spoken to the drivers, hopefully we get the next lot out. But it's been it's been a great morning so far, and I must say that was a really clean qualifying session. A few people running just a little bit wide, but that just added to the excitement, and and certainly the excitement with. Uh, with uh, the very, very tidy lap from Matt Griffin there, I must say. And uh, from early on, Pier Ghidi looked like he was the guy who was going to be, be providing the, the, the fireworks. But as Matt said, they seemed to have had a handle of this Red Bull ring from the outset for AF Corsa. And uh, already P2 and P3 cars being wheeled out into the sunshine. It's certainly just brilliant being at this circuit. Such great memories from my, my childhood years watching uh, the Grand Prix from here. And uh, to come back and find a circuit that... It's very true to how it was, you know. Okay, it was curtailed, and a lot of traditionalists go, "Oh, I wish it was still the original." Mm. But it's a fabulous circuit and a wonderful. Well, shot I of with screen Francesco
2: Castellacci ah. down in the garage pole for GTC. That must be a good feeling.
1: Yeah, it's a good feeling. I'm very happy about it. We have
0: a very good car. Uh, it's performing quite well here at Red Bull and uh, yesterday we did a good job with Stuart and Thomas to set up the car both for quali and, and race. And uh, yeah, let's we start in front, so it's already. Let's say 30-40% of the job done, and then we have a long race. Right.
2: And it looks like it's a busy circuit as a driver. You're constantly on it and working really hard.
0: Yeah, because it's actually uh, it's very technical and uh, quite not s- such a big circuit, so there will be a lot of traffic. And uh, with the heat that we are having, even if we are in Austria, but it's a lot of temperature, uh, I think will be hard uh, for the long stints. But we are, I think, well prepared.
2: <laughs> well done. Great job. Thank you.
0: So a, a chance to catch up with the GTC pole sitter as well and uh, sort of nonchalantly walking away there. Job done, you know, going to get a bit of, uh, of uh, 11s now and uh, prepare for the race because, of course, this format is qualifying. 20-minute blast, yes. Castellucci, by the way, having a word with uh, teammate Stuart Hall there in the same car the 62 machine but uh, it's not a lot of downtime between uh, particularly we have a bit of a shunt in the qualifying session to prepare the car get it set up for the race format proof
1: yes yeah, so, so now we're just about 9:40 in the morning and they go racing at 1 so yeah. certainly the mechanics must be saying thank you not just for putting it on pole but thank you for not putting it into the wall but uh, conditions were fine and if you did put it off this morning you'd have to feel it probably was your fault Yes, there's less rubber than yesterday. They had to discover that on the opening couple of laps. And again, once we get the prototypes out onto the circuit, they will have to do those same sighter laps before they really slot in a quick one. But it looks so the weather is going to hold as it is. We have light clouds above the circuit, but that's just fine weather clouding and the humidity certainly less than it was yesterday afternoon. So uh, looking great here at the Red Bull Ring, of course, it's the third iteration. On the way into the circuit, I showed Johnny, the old Zeltweg Grand Prix circuit, which was very simple, just down in the valley floor. We, we were debating whether they're the closest to Grand Prix circuits or was Pedralbes close enough in Barcelona to Monwick Park? But anyhow, that's slightly irrelevant. Here we're just having some replays on the screen, showing the best, the highlights of that session for the t- GTE and GTC-class cars and certainly 80 Racing with Alessandro Pierghini, the black and red Ferrari, Number 56 set the pace early on. The Gulf Racing UK Porsche just didn't have the answers, but I think they sort of knew that. Certainly, that was the body language yesterday when we spoke to them.
0: Yeah, winners at Silverstone didn't have a great uh, finish at Imola. Scored points, but I think it was just four points to uh, keep them in the championship hunt. But they come here, they're three points off the back of AT Racing, but uh, the omens don't look good with five Ferraris in an eight car field for GTE, and all five of those Ferraris are in the top positions for the grid later on today porsche and bmw with some work to do but let's turn our attention to the spaceships as you might call them the lmp3 and lmp2 cars these cars specifically designed for well le mans racing principally and the 24 hours of course that happened last month but also endurance racing and the european le mans series the asian le mans series have stemmed from le mans racing and of course the world endurance championship as well and it's great to have these cars racing throughout the year five races and of which we've already had a couple at silverstone and imola paul ricard and esteril still to come and the championship after this round will really start to take shape i feel and uh, teams with a little bit of a lead in the championship maybe start to consolidate uh, results from that point
1: on and I think you can say, coming off the back of the Mans, that Jota Sport has the bragging rights. They finished second in uh, LMP2 there, in uh, tenth place overall. Murphy uh, Prototypes, uh, obviously racing here, they they came away fifth in LMP2, thirteenth place. And um, you know, it's about momentum, and the big race like the Mans. A lot of people, obviously, it is the, the absolute zenith of their year, the absolute. And uh, for Jota Sport, they've got that momentum. Of course, they're slightly different driver lineup. Interesting about the SMP BR01 just mentioned Murphy prototypes apparently they, they went testing that car last week And they put it on the multi-matic rigs and shook it around and uh, the team really feels as though there's been big progress mm. For the BR01, but of course we've just had the announcement about LMP2 and the four Manufacturers who've been allowed constructors who've been allowed to build the cars for 2017 onwards and BR, the SMP crowd are not one of them no. so they've got a choice of what to do will they step up to lmp1 or, or take another route we'll come on to that later of course Ruth. at the start of qualifying the drivers getting their sighting laps eurasia but it's but one of the few teams that uh, competes in the european le mans series and will definitely have a foot in the asian le mans series as well and uh, they've been a, a good addition this year we've seen some really good pace from uh pujan jin known as kevin so i'm told now and uh, nico peter de Bruyne, who t- to me has been one of the surprises of the championship thus far
0: and it is kevin at the wheel in the number 33 car by the way uh meriani driving the 27 smp br01 julian shell on board the, the morgan
1: and welcome on board this weekend algarve pro racing joining the Championship, Michael Moonerman, James Winsler I think that's James on board at the moment, It's listed as Moonerman, and Andrea Roda, based in Portugal and uh, Michael Moonerman has been run by Stuart Cox's team uh, in various categories below including Reddy McGann and, and others, but he's stepping up, we saw him at Le Mans last year? Yes, I think it was last year uh, and didn't really get to have much of a race because that car went out early on on screen at the moment uh, it's the RLR uh, Motorsport LMP3 Ginetta but being run by LNT Racing this weekend they are the, the second car not here and that's uh, for two of the stars of the Nissan GT Academy Mark Shulzitsky from Russia and Gaitan Palatu, who less than a year ago hadn't raced a car he's already raced at Le Mans or appeared at Le Mans didn't get to race
0: and it is the Russian driving that car right now Shulzitsky on board the number two car Charlie Robertson is uh, driving the, th- the three proper team lnt uh, lmp3 car you could say that it's just uh, heading out of the pits in fact driving the five car that we've got a brief glimpse of the Velorba corsa italian entered ginetta nissan it's giorgio sernegiotto that drives that and sharing it with roberto lacorte and then the 15 car which he's out on track is constantin calco
1: well it's good that uh selling was out there because that was backed into the barriers in the first practice session up at turn two yesterday and there was debate about whether it'd be ready to come out and play and good to hear it's doing that so we have the four cars in at mp3 they do sound incredible <laughs> almost go up your sternum when you're standing by the track the vibrations from that big six litre five litre motor I beg your pardon an engine
0: and this paint scheme certainly looks very menacing indeed with it homing into sight uh, into turn two there and that's very much uphill not only on the braking uh, part of it but also as you turn in you're still climbing to a fair extent there Constantin Kalko taking a good line then through turn two and then across the top and then the descent effectively begins just before turn three and this is the section of track that the number 29 car is uh, taking at the moment being the Pegasus racing car Julian Shell, uh, who was quickest but as I say that Maurizio Mediani the number 27 SMP one goes quickest and uh, Michael Alishin joins him, so it's SMP from SMP now, 37 and 27, top of the times.
1: Well, to give you a guide, the fastest time at the moment, 1 minute 25.5, the fastest time we've seen, we saw yesterday, Jota Sports, 1 minute 23.5, so still plenty of scope for improvement, waiting for the big guns to start delivering the quick times. And Julian Shell goes up a position, he's up into second place, so it's Alishin for the... SMP Racing, Shell for Pegasus in the Morgan and Mediani now down into third in the second of the BR01s. Alishin on the attack at the moment. 25 One minute, 25.558 seconds. But we're waiting for the real hot shots to have a go. Look out, Simon Dolan, Nicholas Jonsson, Gary Hirsch, watch out the hit motorsport, and Pierre Thierrier. Oh, I've forgotten to mention the last car on the, on the timing sheets there. Nathaniel Berton will be going out in the Murphy Prototypes Orica. This weekend we have a new face at Crone, in, the, in the Crone Ligier as uh, we have Ju- uh, we have uh, Julian Canal stepping down from G-Drives Racing. He is taking the place of Osvaldo Negri who's racing in the Tudor United Sports Car Championship at Mosport in Canada this weekend. And so Julian very happy to get back on board. Let's see what he does through the course of the race but certainly his record over the past three years has been very impressive indeed. Number 41, that is Greaves, waiting for them to go out onto the circuit. Well, Gary who's on board is Gary, yeah, and but it will was either it?
0: be him or John Lancaster, I would imagine, but uh, we'll wait and see. Nick Johnson, where well, we're on board with here, heading uh, underneath the Perth Bridge, as you can see, and down towards Rint Corner, but to the left and to the right, there are pretty dense trees, as we discovered yesterday, so this is almost out in the country, and then you burst into this... Little arena section and uh, down into that dip through the final corner and the grandstands and also the media centre tower above you to the left there. Then there's this incline up towards turn one, which again breaking uphill and uh, put late brake as late as you dare. And a little cut of the car there a little bit of a twitch from the rear. It looks like for Nick Johnson, which may well have prevented him from putting the power down as early as, as he would have wished.
1: But it was interesting looking at the level of balance he had through the final corner certainly the prototypes with the extra downforce don't have to worry about the compression as much they can really be far more committed it's the if you want spectacle you look for the gte and gtc class uh, through those final sequence of corners the uh, prototypes of course far more nailed to the circuit looking for changes eurasia Motorsports have now gone up with uh pujun Jin into third place as i say that even bella rotha pushes them back so one of the two giving s racing entries into well he was fleetingly into fourth place we now had a change because uh, the SMP racing uh, entries are now first and second, Michel Alishin on 1 minute four, 24.499 and 1 minute 24.589 Maurizio Mediani but I think the big guns are really going to come and topple them and certainly the Thierry by TDS Racing number 46 has been very quick this weekend waiting for that to go out and do its job out onto the circuit
0: so the 44 car is Yamagishi, and that car has set a competitive time, but we're waiting for six cars to still do that in LMP2, and maybe a bit of pace still to be found for the number five LMP3 car as well, but actually it's just, just a good job to have that car involved in the session Well, the t- crash yesterday.
1: Two, two of the drivers have just come out. Simon Donan and I saw him in the background of the shot, weaving to get the heat in the tyres of the Jota to Sport uh, Gibson and Gary Hirsch, and the other Gibson, out on the circuit as well. And now, now we have uh, 46. The Trier by TDS Orica 05 and behind. Welcome to the championship. The Algarve Pro Racing Ligier also going out onto the circuit.
0: Michaela Alekseen second at the moment on the provisional grid but decides to pit Julian Schell fastest in the Morgan number 29 Pegasus Racing Morgan on 24.384 then the time to beat then the two BR01s followed by Ivan Balerosa. but we expect that to be well and truly shaken up with James Winslow on board the number 25 car it's Simon Dolan out in the 38 so I would expect to drive a change at some point during the session with 10 minutes and 50 seconds still to go. So a chance to get a bit of mileage in during qualifying for Simon Dolan. There's a lock-up there for the Tyrrell by TDS Racing, Orica 05. And it's Tristan Gomendy just testing the water. Testing yeah.
1: the water off the circuit. But talking, we mentioned earlier, track limits. I see that Pujun Jun Jin has had his best time eliminated. He's now just set a better one now for exceeding track limits. So they are watching you. Big Brother is watching as you perform on the circuit and again through that little sequence just behind the pits uh, Tristan Gomendy very nearly ran off the circuit we've got a driver change now uh, Nico Peter de Brun is going into the Eurasia Motorsports entry Poo Junjin has had his fun he's got off out of the Orica and the Dutch driver Nico Peter de Brun on board we have 10 minutes remaining Simon Dolan really starting to wind it up going for the first flying lap for number 38 Using all the circuit, very nice bit of driving there. Going down through this, it's the two left handers as you go p- around the ball, and then you have to swing it really quite sharp left so you don't run over the And Simon's staying off them. Greaves Motorsport entry, Gary Hirsch reaching the highest point, going through turn one, just using the curves a little bit on the outside. That's fine, you just don't want to go any further because, as you mentioned, Johnny, you go a little further and you can't put the power down, and it's a long yeah. run up to turn two, and you'll really curse yourself for wasting those precious nanoseconds in which he could have been planting your foot. And, uh, so a foot so Greaves Motorsport around turn two at the top of the hill and now snaking across the top of the course fastest time, Julian Schell is now top 1 minute 24.384 so the Pegasus Morgan how long will he stay on top but at the moment he's sitting there by a tenth of a second traffic in the way of uh, Gary Hirsch there unfortunately the Sena Yoto Corte, LMP3 car in their path easily passed but they certainly compromised the line there
0: so down towards rigged corner goes the 41 machine with Gary Hirsch at the wheel and uh, he's up on the sector one and two so this could be well definitely a, t- a time to get him into the top five how far up will he go though it is I say top five it's actually seven Yeah, uh, 125.6 got- so slow in our thoughts.
1: I'm having a replay of how he lost time behind the uh, Viorba course. LMP3 entry certainly had... Oh, and he got a really dusty offline there. He went wide around the LMP3 car and the outside of the circuit very dirty indeed. New car at the top of the timesheets as we look at the TDS Racing uh, Orica is the Chrome Racing, the bright green Ligier at the top. Nicholas Jonsson 1 minute, 24 point five two five three on top by just over a tenth of a second now let's see what Gomendy can do in 46 his best time so far what he said uh, his new his best first sector he's got two more sectors to do he's down in seventh place overall I'm sure he'll be rising up the car looking good nice clear track ahead of him at the moment we have seven, just under eight minutes remaining plenty of time but you do need to nail a lap
0: I need another glimpse at the 38 car, because I think that's Harry Tinknell's helmet that uh, is being displayed in there. Harry and Simon Dolan have helmets that are very, very similar. But nevertheless, the 38 car, whether it's Dolan or Tinknell, has just gone quickest with a 123.831, So that's 0.117 of a second clear of Nick Johnson who now goes into second position in the number 40 Crone Racing Ligier. Julian Schell, the man in the pits, is in third.
1: Yeah, and Gomody has just set the fastest middle sector of all. He's coming through the final sequence of corners. Now through the final corner he goes, stays off the curves very well indeed. So will the Tyrier by TDF entry, number 46, go to the top of the time charts? Yes, he will, Ooh. by a margin of two tenths of a second. 1 minute 23.614 seconds. So 2.217 of a second ahead of Dolan slash Tinknell has. Mm. You check the helmet designs, and how, what is the... Oh, well, the, the Dolan Ticknell conundrum. They have just set the, fa- their fastest opening sector, the fastest middle sector. So while we're focusing on Tristan Gomendy going up to the top of the hill, we're waiting to see what the Jota Sport entry can do. Well, we have Gibson going ahead of the Orica 5 Out on the circuit, Gary Hirsch really trying to put in some quick times. He is fourth overall at the moment. He's set his fastest first sector, but really waiting to see what... Oh, now, it is Ticknell, you were quite right, the name has suddenly changed, they listened to you, Johnny. (laughs) And fastest by over half a second, 1 minute 23.077 seconds. Jota Sport is top, and by a big margin
0: al clearly tuned in to our coverage then of the qualifying session for the third round of the 2015 European Le Mans Series. Myself, Johnny Palmer and Bruce Jones with six minutes to go then and charging his way into the penultimate corner. Too much, in fact, and the car squirms and slides and he gets it back to the tarmac just about as Gary Hirsch. So that's ruined the lap, unfortunately. And it will be a slower effort. The middle sector wasn't anything brilliant either. So a chance to recoup. And and just uh, gather the breath, and in fact he's on one again, I think, by the the speed of the car through turn one. I wouldn't be surprised if 41 improves again on this time. I just
1: wanted to talk about Murphy prototypes. They have kept their power very dry. Last out onto the circuit, Nathaniel Bett on board. He has just gone second fastest, point a third of a second down on the best time. He has now just set the fastest first sector of all, and off the circuit, nose into the tyres. Or is that just a long shot? De Greaves Motorsport entry.
0: Harry Hirsch again. Uh,
1: having look, looks coming up the hill into turn one. Has he just spun around towards the inside? Oh, he's gone towards the outside. I
0: did say he looked very menacing and uh, really on it into turn one. Didn't expect the car to break away from the front, though, there. And well, that's
1: a long way off. The, it's a long way out of the corner. He made, that- I would
0: say, four-fifths of that corner, and then it snapped away at the last possible moment. The tyres really then started to c- come in to hug the edge of the track, don't they, as they run up to turn two begins.
1: Well, I don't know what went on there, but I can tell you, uh, set the f- I think we could have a change of pole position, because at the moment it's Jota Sport, but uh, Murphy prototypes. We have a red flag, and that's really mm. unfortunate, because he was already ahead of that, Nathaniel Berton. He set the fastest first sector of, sector of all, and uh, won't be able allowed to complete the lap. Gary Hirsch climbs out of the Greaves Motorsport Gibson. Red flags are waved around the circuit. Four minutes, fifty remaining on the clock. So Murphy prototype's a little bit frustrated. Jota Sport probably really rather pleased indeed. They have the fastest time of all set by Harry Tinknell. I'd like to see another replay of uh, what happened with Gary Hirsch. He twitched over the curbs, sort of seemed to have made most of the corner, then lurched to his left off the circuit onto the tricky stuff. He thought, well, he's just wasted that lap. We'll be able to rejoin, but uh, quite a long way up the hill there before he went off to the edge of the track.
0: Of course, he had had the moment coming through turns seven and eight as well. So was he trying to just really push on and realize that time was starting to run out? But uh, often that can happen. You have a little error, uh, which leads to a slightly bigger one. And sadly, for 41 Greaves Motorsport, the um, Gibson car, which is exactly the same chassis, by the way, as Jota Sport Run, will be on the back foot for the race. Yes, it's a four-hour race, and an awful lot can happen during that This is not the way they would have wanted uh, their qualifying session to pan out. Now, the clock has stopped, as you can see from the top of the screen. Four minutes and 50 still to go, and this session, I reckon, will restart. Unlike yesterday's free practice session, which had a red flag with about two minutes to go, and then they they very quickly announced that the session would not restart. (laughs) Still a meaty part of this session, with a quarter of it still to elapse.
1: Now, having another look, it just, he suddenly turned to the left, and then he really vaulted over the curbs. It's sort of point on the corner, which you either normally off the circuit or not. I'm just wondering if something. Well, I don't. I don't want to suggest something broke, but it was really quite weird that he did go off to the left. The crew all looking at the replays on the screen joseph will coming back into the pits but we have such a packed agenda here in this amazing race sunday mm. here at the red bull ring that uh, this session is supposed to end at five past ten and the formula renault 3.5 race is supposed to start 20 minutes after that so we really have precious little time for this to continue but let's see anyhow sitting in the pits tristan gomendy he won't be entirely pleased down in fourth place overall but certainly you'd have to say with um SMP Racing, third fastest and fifth fastest. There really has been progress with them. The car showed flashes of speed at Imola, but they've had time to think about it. But going on the Multimatic rig really does seem to have found some answers to questions that they may have been asking back at Imola a couple of months ago.
0: So the time that Harry Tinknell has managed to post to potentially get Joe to pole position for the... Well, I need to check how many years this has been now on the bounce for Red Bull Ring. It was certainly last year a poll for Jota Sport. He's done a 123.077. Last year's poll time, 123.078. That's progress. (laughs) One thousandth of a second better in 12 months, and I think there's more to give yet for the pace of Harry Tinknell. It just depends whether he'll be allowed to show it. And the session will be resumed on a short call, we're told.
1: Just looking at another replay of Gary Hirsch's moment. He really snapped off the circuit and then he actually went into the barriers back, into the tyre wall backwards, the, the back and side. And you can see there's there's damage to the bodywork at the front as well. So I've not really seen one like that. You tend to lose it slightly further around the corner. But uh, as I say, you come up the very steep hill to turn one, then it then it absolutely flattens out. So there is a bit of a crest. Gary Hirsch will be frustrated. He's been going really well this year. So this is a small blot on the copy book. It looks all right. He's breaking seems to be like done the job on the way in, and then there was a sudden swerve. Two
0: bites of the cherry, though, to get yeah. the car actually turned in. He managed to get most of the way round the corner, and then it just, yeah, broke away, didn't it? And the problem is there's a sausage kerb on the exit there to driver's left, which hopped the car up. That then, obviously, you can't turn or brake when the car's up in the air. And it was almost fired into the tyre wall. Thankfully, the tyre wall four deep there. So there is visible damage on the car, but it won't have done anything uh, integrally uh, crucial to the car's performance. So they'll good,
1: be able to fix that. Good news is as the greaves motorsport Gibson with, yeah, bodywork damage mm, at the front right, left-hand corner. But potentially. But, uh, potentially. Pit lane open again. Chance to see the livery, the, the pale blue and dark red livery of the... Algarve Pro Racing, number 25 entry, James Winsler. I thought it was him in the car, yes, because he had the yellow helmet. He is down in 10th place, 11th place overall. Penultimate position, we've got 12 LMP2 racers. haven't talked too much about LMP3 at the moment. It's the number 3, Charlie Robertson, uh, Chris Hoy entry that's leading that class overall. In 16th overall position, and uh, next up is Konstantin Kalko, and then Marshall Zitsky. And some way further back down the order in 27th, i.e. third last position on the provisional grid, is Roberto Lecourte. But don't forget, of course, that Orba course entry spent most of yesterday being repaired in the garage after its accident at Turn 2 in the first of the two practice sessions. So, nice clear track for James Winslow. Let's see what he can do with it. Of course, this is the outlap going around the sequence of bends around the giant Red Bull, made of metal, huge sculpture, sculpture over the crest you can see the start of the pit lane entry he'll cut across that of course through the rint curve and then down the hill to the final corner the big question now with three minutes 20 remaining on the clock as uh, the australian-based brit goes through the final corner is will he have traffic ahead of him or will it all be just circulating behind him around the lap of the red bull ring this is his chance to see if he can get ahead of at least even bella rossa who's uh, 7 tenths he needs to find but uh, they were quite late out onto the circuit now the car that could potentially have had a tilt at pole Nathaniel Berton in the number 48 Murphy Prototypes, Orica second overall but when we saw the re- oh, he's trying to get himself track position he's letting the Algarve Pro Racing car which of course is on a flying lap and uh, Nathaniel's on his outlap. he let him pass very nicely into turn 2 but just ahead when we saw the replay of the accident for Gary Hirsch into turn one was Nathaniel Berton. He just dis- set the fastest middle sector of all and then was thwarted, very unfortunately, by the red flag. Yeah, I noticed,
0: I noticed that, and Murphy will have been frustrated by that, but, of course, if, you've got, if you have got, if you need a man that can get back on it immediately, Nathaniel Berton is your man, and he's still at the wheel. This isn't going to be a spectacular lap, but the next one could be truly sizzling. And right behind him the Jota car number 38 flashing the lights Harry Tignall. done a 21.4 through the first sector a 36.7 through the second sector there are good times But they're not better than what's Harry's Harry's mentioned uh, or man- managed to do so far rather Harry actually trying to get alongside there But that's the last thing Berton wants Spinner there is that's also James something Winslow who just oh, gone he? past yes. so he's spun
1: out of the rink curve and He's so his chance of improving has gone But of course what we saw there we're having a replay of oh well wow. <laughs> no traction at all when going sideways and actually held it very well there at the final corner so james winslow would be very frustrated with himself no damage done the rlr car uh, LMP3 entry well I knew it wasn't going to any, go any faster because Mark Shulzitsky was sitting on the pit wall the car's sitting in the pit garage so they will stay third in LMP3 but the point there was Harry Tinknell was on a flying lap and Nathaniel Berton was on his out lap getting towards the end of it didn't want to let him pass he wanted the clear stretch yes. of circuit but uh, you could say it was gameplay as well from Tinknell trying to put off the driver who looks so like he's going to be the main rival but we're not discounting of course Tristan Gomendy he's got a lot of traffic ahead of him though but uh, with just a minute to go if you're going to take a shot you've really got to get a clear stretch of circuit and that doesn't look so good for Gomendy
0: doesn't look great either for Beton who has done a 21.6 through the first sector the really good times are closer to 21.3 maybe even towards the twos so uh, And as we know, Gary Hirsch did a really good time on the previous lap to him retiring. Tristan Comondy, though, using every inch of the circuit available to him and also the shortcut bit, which is used by the trucks when they come here to the Red Bull ring he's way out over the curb there and maybe even the grass as he comes through fourth corner and down towards Rindt.
1: He should just have enough time to get past the chequered flag. Mm. It's coming out in 22 seconds he's going through the final sequence of corners. He'll be okay he's got another flying lap to go. He should pass it with about 10 seconds remaining maybe slightly more than that. Anyhow, doesn't matter as long as he passes it, which he now has. He can go on to a final flying lap. Harry Tinknell just set, uh, he's just improved his
0: mark He pulled it all together in that final sector. It ha- wasn't a personal best time through sectors one or two, but an actual absolute best through sector three 24.8 and he goes top 122.9 the chequered flag is out car 25 under investigation by the way for improving the lap time Uh, whilst yellow flags were being displayed at sector one that must have been towards to do with the gary hirsch thing and then of course it was red flags after the initial yellows
1: yes because we saw the 25 spin so he didn't improve on it after the uh, the red flag situation so final shot at the moment it's Harry Ticknell top for Jota Sport Nathaniel Berton second fastest for Murphy Prototypes Mikhail Alishin for SMP Racing but he's in the pits he's third fastest Tristan Gomedy very much out on the circuit he is fourth overall but I'm not seeing the colour on the screen that suggests, suggests great improvement 21.4 seconds for the first part of the lap we know that can be good enough because we saw Ticknell do a 21.6 and still exactly. go top
0: yes exactly so I'm looking at these 21.4s thinking you can still get a pole time out of that so uh, what have we got through sector 2 Too slow. Six, 36.7, too slow for Tinks.
1: Yeah. But uh, well, no, too, too, slow, too slow for thirty seven uh, Oh, yes, I think it is. I think he's, he's what? Well, he's coming into the pits.
0: He is. He's backing out of it. So, in fact, it's Tyrier by TDS Racing who will start no better than fourth. Berton, Berton just improved, but the does. gap
1: is just over a third of a second. So his best shot wasn't good enough. Tyrier by TDS Racing coming into the pits in the background. So, Jota Sport, take pole position unless someone... There's no one left to play, so Tinknell takes pole position for Berton from Berton Alessin in third place. Wow. And a was... shout
0: for Leo Roussel, who goes quicker than anybody through sector three, to put the 29 Pegasus Racing Morgan in sixth position, so 123.766. I'm not sure whether that was actually positional improvement, but great times. Two personal bests and an absolute best through the final sector for car 29. LMP3... Charlie Robertson has got the best time within the P3 cars. Number three then getting pole position. It'll actually be behind three GTE cars, though, if they start them in exact order, according to the screen. we might actually find that the P3 cars are on the back of the P2s come the start a bit later on today. But uh, Charlie Robertson's time of 129.855 gets the pole position for LMP3 and it's Konstantin Kalko in car 15 who will start second in that class.
1: Thumbs up and all happiness all around for Simon Dolan and Philippe Albuquerque down in the Jota Sport garage and a look of despair from uh, Tristan Gomendy, all gesticulations as he talks to Pierre Thierry about why he couldn't get pole position but it's so difficult when you get just as you're getting to the hot spot getting to the final five minutes to have the stoppage you had with the red flag you have to feel for Nathaniel Berton he could have had a real (laughs) tilt for pole and he did improve right at the end but his hottest lap was the one that was curtailed by the flying of the red flag
0: So a great effort from Jota Sport. They have indeed got three in a row now, you know. Two years ago, it was Ollie Turvey who got pole position for Jota. Tinks did it in 2014. He's just done it again in 2015. Confused us a little bit because the screen told us it was Simon Dolan at the wheel for the first stages. But you uh, recognise that helmet straight away with the red and blue flashes on it from Harry Tinknell, the Devonshire-based driver. And he works his way then into the garage. And in fact, that's scrutineering, isn't it? Maybe to get the car weighed or the ride height checked. 55 car, the pole-sitting GTE car being wheeled away from that part of the pit lane. And here then will be confirmation of how how the cars will line up within LMP2. A great performance from Jota Sport, 122.983. So much quicker, in fact, than last year's pole time second on the grid will be Nathaniel Berton's number 48 Murphy prototypes, Orica, sharing that with Mark Patterson and Michael Lyons this weekend. Uh, Michael Eleshin in the 37 bro one that could go well, from third position for SMP Racing, and Tristan Gomendy visibly disappointed in the 46 machine. But do not discount it. The Orica 05 proved very strong weekend. at Le Mans, and particularly at Imolo, of course, with a race win.